Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 188? No, 85. 85. Is that actually right? 185. Yeah, yeah I actually I put that in there. So Excellent, sure. thank yeah. you. I, I was highlighting the entire thing. Anyway, so <laughs> I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinetsky. Hello, sir. Yes, that's me. Hi. Hey, getting a late start to the day, but how are you? Good. Well, actually, because we were late, I was able to go to the liquor store and buy the beer. And, Which uh, I hope you will introduce once we get to that yes, section. Yes, will. Excellent. But uh, because I was running late, because you were running late, because people from <clears throat> up north are rude. Um, they are. I actually am totally fine because on my way here, I was able yeah. to see a Peugeot 505 wagon. Ooh, that's very... Oh, wagon very, even. Well, 505. Wagon, 505. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, was, it, was the sedan a 504? Yes. Okay. Um, my uncle owned one of those brand new. Very cool. Uh, I've got another so story was about... That a gener- was that a generational thing? Because the, like, the previous... Was that the was that the differentiation between five hundred four and five hundred five is just body style? A sedan versus yeah. wagon, okay. same sedan vintage. versus wagon. It was like yeah, early nineties okay. Peugeot when they Vol- brought them here. Volvo did the same thing as well. <laughs> yes, so, two forty um, versus two forty five. Yeah, exactly. I want a Volvo two thirty nine, the nine the nine door. Sure. <laughs> yeah. three Hell, liters. actually, you know what? Yes, I do want a nine-door Volvo, eight-door wagon with a oh, perfect. Oh. perfect. Sorry, I need to excuse myself. Um, but anyways, I, I saw Peugeot five hundred five. I saw a Morgan three-wheeler on ninety-four. I saw a Tri five, a E forty-six ZHP sedan, and it was a wonderful drive because I was graced <laughs> by wonderful cars. Oh, and a uh, manual. Uh, S or SLK two thirty compressor. I knew it was manual because the driver was having a hard time and it's just bouncing the rear end off the ground every time they shift gears. Oh, that poor car! Compressor I, with a K because yeah. German. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yep. Um, so I'm not, I'm not mad about that. It compresses air harder <laughs> when yes. you use the harder consonant. Yes. <laughs> um, we also have a guest today. We I do. We have a third voice. It's not Jana. Jana is not. It turned into a man. <laughs> this mixer does not have a voice changer, so yeah, no. I'm, I'm very sorry. But however, is a friend of Jana and mine, hey, and, and you, a mutual friend of yeah. mine, anyway. Yeah, weirdly so. enough, uh, this is Dylan Anderson from Mankato. He is a collector Hello. of. Oh, that was smarmy. Yeah, he is a collector of really oddball cars. We, in a good, in a good way. We mentioned none of him them are worth anything. It doesn't matter. True, it's true. <laughs> we mentioned him um, on a previous episode. We were talking about his Mustang. We did. So I asked him to come on up and talk to us about weird cars because he totally fits the whole arbitrage ethos <laughs> of just weird crap. So there's that. But before we get to Dylan's um, whole spiel, we have two things mm-hmm. I need to cover. Yes. Well, actually, one thing you need to cover, one thing I need to cover. So I'm actually going to do them out of order. Screw it. Heading yes. over to patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. Patreon.com is a mechanism for content consumers like you to support content producers like us. We have two open-ended levels of very minimal support, which just essentially helps us buy beer and pay for the hosting costs of the podcast if you'd like to. If not, no big deal. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. Next up. Next up is the beer that I bought. Yes. So I bought my literal favorite beer in the world. It is Ladonia Cervecerias Doña Fria, which is a Mexican lager, effectively an extremely classy uh, Corona or Tecate. It's, oh, I love Tecate. Yeah, it's the same kind of style. It's Mexican style lager. It's a little bit like pepperier of a normal lager. Uh, but once so you crack a, it open, a white person would find this spicy. Hmm. You know, you could like almost ketchup. say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Real attack. No, just <laughs> it, it's uh, no, it, it's it's got a different pro- flavor profile than your normal German lagers. Um, so why don't you take a sip of it and tell me what you think? Well, I'm still finishing my Heineken because I erroneously had this handed to me when I got down here. So yeah, it's so good. I will interject mm. in whatever part of the episode we happen to be in when I inevitably mm. open mine. That, you look like you just arrived. You did a number three in your pants. I did. Okay. This I, is, bought, I, bought an, I bought another four-pack just from my house. Excellent. So. When you interject, can you interject like Flavor Flav does? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. I do not own a clock on a necklace, ah. so it's, it really wouldn't be the same. Cause we also, do. it would be so deafening in the <laughs> microphone. It would sound horrible. That's I hate true. To, I would hate to be the producer for Public Enemy where they just have to have, like, Flava Flav's, yeah. like, mixer just, like, off yes. pretty, <laughs> effectively. Also, I need to plug Trying Jenna to real quick. That in the studio. Yes. Like, she bought me an absolutely lovely, seasonally appropriate shirt that says Pumpkin Spice. Or pumpkin. Pumpkin, pumpkin, pumpkin Spice. Pumpkin. And it's a picture spice. of a very 
very dark cat this with a pumpkin spice latte. So consonants. Yes. It's all, yeah. It's like consonants. Consonants. It's just all consonants. So, actually, uh, speaking of yeah. um, German. Wow. I learned something about German. Um, it's actually something I knew, but I just like knew exactly how it works now. When you have those ridiculously long German words, yeah, they're actually replacing adjectives. So, oh. if you say like a word like "gemütlichkeit," means how many backwards R's are in that? It gemütlichkeit is actually comfort food, but it is that that's a German word for comfort food. Of course, it is. Why would it have nine <laughs> syllables and sound angry? Well, because they say that instead of saying. Food that provides comfort and warms the soul. I want to see yeah. some a comfort food chef from Germany go head to head with a comfort food chef from Louisiana, and see and what see they how they mesh. Oh, wow. That actually be pretty. The food awesome. would be amazing, but like, the, the communication you, would be non-existent. Like, would no. you would you like to have like is it sausage gumbo a Louisiana recipe? Yeah, it is. Uh, That'd be, like, you, you could, could have actually, some German input there. Oh, yeah. You could do that. That actually be really good. So you do a sausage gumbo and you use <gasps> the uh, chili ketchup that they have in Germany. Spicy. Yeah, the spicy ch- ketchup. And then you use like the uh, spicy sausage. That mm. would be Can we have super the awesome. super attractive 50-something-year-old Indian lady help them too? Padma Lakshmi? Yeah, that yes. one. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that lady. Oof. Yeah, she, she ages <clears throat> like wine. It's wonderful. Very well, yes. All right, so, Dylan, we have a series of very standardized questions that we have arbitrarily come up with okay. while doing this podcast. <laughs> so, seeing as I need to finish this beer in a rapid manner, yes. I'd like Ryan, hopefully, to start us yeah, off with the first I'll one. I'll do that. So, let's do a brief bio of kind of who you are um, okay. and kind of <laughs> what you drive. No pressure, okay. though. Because uh, you've, you've had a, a, I've known you for a while, yeah. and you've not had anything normal in no. your driveway, ever. Nor have I had anything for a very long time. Yeah, you, you turn over cars very quickly. they're all junk. <laughs> <laughs> Is it voluntary turnover, or they just like cease to exist? It's, I'm sick of working on this, I'm going to cut my losses, or gain the $200 that I'm going to earn in profit, Excellent. and part ways. So, let's, uh, what, do you, what do you have right now? Right now... Um, I have. We'll start with what's parked outside. What's parked outside? I have a 1975 Ford Mustang II, um, and a dog. Oh, yeah. We have a puppo. Um, we have a puppo in studio today. He's getting so many scratches. How much detail am I going into on each of the vehicles Do I currently it. own? We're gonna have a whole episode. Yeah, based we got a whole here, episode. So just oh, do wow. it. Just you, yeah. Okay. So. Goodness. That's um, how we that's how we do our guest episodes. Maybe we'll throw in some small news. We have stuff day. in case the guest is boring, but you're not boring. <laughs> <laughs> or if the guest just doesn't have a lot to say, if they've just got like a short spiel. Oh, I I'm here to plug all kinds oh, of stuff. Oh man, so. Corey also provided excessive beer. I gave him a lot Corey's of cash. banquets are excellent. Yeah. Yeah, that, actually, yeah, not a bad <clears throat> beer. Yeah. I'm like, buy a hundred dollars worth of beer. Here's sixty dollars to cover my portion. So I see that they bought a hundred dollars worth of beer. <laughs> Literally bought a hundred dollars worth of beer. We have a big fridge. Might as well fill it. <clears throat> so anyway, oh, okay, seventy-five don't? Mustang two, mostly stock. Um, it's got a two-point-eight liter Cologne V6. Oh yeah. Um, which is kind of a funky little engine mm-hmm. that we can probably go into more detail on. Four-speed manual. Um, I five-lug swapped it and put a cheapy Speedway big brake kit on the front. Very cool. What, I, I need. I have a question. Yes. How the hell do you five lug swap a Mustang too? What do you OE parts or is it like um, an aftermarket kit? S and D203. The, two oh three. the uh-huh. secret of the Mustang two no, thank you for using is that gestures. it is you can buy you can get anything that you need for them. Is that um, just because hot rods use all that front end garbage? Hot rods use the front ends okay. because they're very low pro- profile double A arm setup, okay. no strut towers to worry about. Um, and the rear end in you had either a Ford six inch or a Ford eight inch. The Ford 8-inch, which is in mine, is just a scaled-down Ford 9-inch. Oh, cool. And they were also present in the first-gen Mustangs. So, like, tons of aftermarket support for the rear end. Is it a bolt-in from the front center section, then? Yes. Yep. That's very cool. It is literally a scaled-down 9-inch. And they're plenty strong. They can handle three, 400 horsepower to the wheel. Nice. Pretty, very cool, well, actually. Pretty cool. decent. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had no idea they put the cologne in that. I figured all of yeah. them were like Miser four-cylinders with little baby carb reducer, whatever plates. They, they had um, the 2.3-liter Lima four-cylinder, the 2.8-liter Cologne V6, and then 75, 78, you get a 302. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, wow. You, the you could get a proper engine in a Mustang, too? Yeah. It was, oh, it, it wasn't like, proper. <laughs> it was a like King Cobra, though. But, I mean, like that's the thing. It's a 302. You could, you could get base V8s, even. Yeah. Oh, really? You yeah. could get a base V8. Yeah, in, so. any, in any trim. is That was the, the era where you could option the car as you wanted, basically. But uh, if you 
I mean, you gotta get that true coat though. The uh, the king the king cobra, Absurd the one cars. that like totally <laughs> pissed off Carol Shelby. That one, <laughs> that's the reason why Carol Shelby like went to Dodge, just because the Mustang Two King Cobra <laughs> happens to be like if you want to if you want to set a like a like a quarter mile time in Forza like with a muscle car, you use that car because it doesn't weigh anything. Yes, it's light and, and it's yeah. got Probably a V8 has a big engine. Yeah, it's already okay. got a V8, so it just gives you other V8 options. So, yeah. yeah, even the. 302 automatic cars only weigh like 3,200 pounds. Hmm. That's pretty good for a muscle car. Yeah, That's right, that if, if you want to call it that. <laughs> a lot of that weight probably comes from the very uh, weak, but good, yeah, cast iron block. Yes, yeah, it's no, like, that, yeah. It, it's, it's a muscle car in the same way that a Prelude is a Japanese muscle car. Like, a, or a sure. Japanese, it's like a sure. Japanese sports car. It's just like, it's that weird one that's like... Does it qualify? I mean, I guess technically. But. Right. The one interesting thing about, um, well, there's a bunch of interesting things about the Mustang II development because it was a hard era for American automakers. Shocking. Huh. Fuel crisis, <laughs> Japanese cars were taking off, all that. So Funny enough, I had a 280ZX in front of me in traffic. Was it brown? Yeah, it was that one that came it in. It followed with, yeah. me up here. <laughs> I saw it. I waved. He did not wave. So. Oh, he's just you're, jealous. You're listening to this. You're mm. kind of a jerk. <laughs> Get some better etiquette. God damn it. So the Mustang II was actually designed to compete with cars like that. Okay. Um, yeah. It I did, didn't see that. It did not excel in doing so, but if you compare that to like the 70s Camaro, yeah. 70s Camaro is still like huge in comparison. Yeah. And yeah. a lot more of the traditional kind of muscle car vibe, whereas yeah. this is more of like a subcompact sports coupe. Mm-hmm. It's actually, I, I think that the Mustang too gets a bad rap. Oh, absolutely. Because of yeah. everybody, it's one of those things where it's like, if they gave it a different name, if it was yes. called anything else. Oh, so it's like, like the Mach E. Yeah, it's like the yes. Mach E. Like if it, if the Mach E was called the Galaxy, I'd love yes. it. Yeah. But Honestly, even if it was just called the Mustang and not the Mustang Two, if there wasn't a differentiation, I would give it a different name. Like entirely. I don't think it was necessary to, because even the original Mustang was based on a Falcon. Well, it's true, but that's the thing is you're coming off of the Mustang Mach One of the early '70s, so yes. you had the the James Bond Mustang, which is like literally like a Ford Torino. It's huge. Yes, absolutely. The '71 <laughs> and '73 cars the are biggest car in the world. Yeah, I'm not sure if you have ever seen a '71. Yeah, the there was a, a Grand Tour episode where Hammond had a Mach One in that yes. era. <laughs> that car is so big. It's like big. ten feet of nose. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> and so. Like, you're coming I from that, so safe. it's one of those things where they could have possibly, but I think that just, like, Ford has this, like, weird thing where they like to reuse names, like, is uns- like and I don't know why they keep doing it, because, like, it's not worked for them ever. No. And it's all about brand recognition, but people know what you're trying to do. Yeah. And <laughs> so, like, oh, here comes the uh, Ladonia. Oh. I'm very excited. He opens the can. He sips. And it's good. That's really good, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm the half in, but mm. oh yeah, oh. <laughs> ooh, literally ooh. my favorite beer in the world. Oh, that's very complex. It, mm. it is a really like the more you drink it, the more you're like, there's different things happening here. Wow, it's a summer beer that has the same complexity of flavor that a stout can have. Like that's what that is. What the Jesus hell was that? Christ, this is a weird laugh track. Nobody should be here. <laughs> I'm just watching Seinfeld outside. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you have beside the Mustang 2? Other than that, I have a uh, 1989 Camry wagon. Oh, very nice. cool. Yep. 2.5? 2 liter. Okay. So my, three my friend TJ just had his... Yeah, Civic stolen for the second time. But does he want to buy my Camry? Well, this is the thing. He got a Camry. <laughs> oh, is, is that a five-speed? <laughs> yes. Fuck yeah. So he got a Camry because the Civic got stolen for the second time, and this time they would previously stolen the title, so now I can't report it as stolen because he didn't have a chance to title oh in his God. name yet. <laughs> so now he's like double fucked. He's like trying to get a hold of the previous owner to see if the previous owner can report it as stolen. That's what happened kind of with my last <laughs> IX, that red car. Yeah. Like, just like, I'm not getting into that on those episodes because we got to focus on Dylan. But, but I mean, like, it's like it's a nightmare. So anyway, TJ's new daily driver is a uh, XV20 um, Camry wagon, the double rear wiper. Oh one. yes, so nice. very cool. So we are a fan of the Camry. They're they're the car. I mean, really. I wrote the I literally wrote the buyer's guide on your car, so I love <laughs> yes, them. Like, I read I, that. I love the V20 Camry. It they're really cool. One That's, of my favorite cars. The one MZ, sorry, the one VZFE is mm-hmm. still 
Is that a two? Is that yeah, a two it's, a, it's, it's a, a two VZ. It's... The one VZ is the three liter single overhead cam to put in the forerunner. The two VZ is the two point five. Yes. Okay. Three VZ is the three zero. Um, so the two, fo- two the two five five speed cars are freaking rockets. I believe that they yeah. are so fast. Like That's not what, even by 1989 standards, but like, by modern, you like, could yeah. freight train people on the highway from yeah. you know certain roles. One of the most normal cars I've ever owned was a '99 Camry with a one MZ FE automatic cool. car, and still the thing is, it, they're fast. They're uncomfortably fast for a mm-hmm. very shitty 300,000 mile Camry. Yeah, no, seriously. It's, <laughs> so like talking about like cars that like are muscle cars but aren't. technically speaking our muscle cars v6 camrys and v6 accords are totally muscle cars absolutely 100 unnecessarily large engine and no supporting modifications i love it (laughs) the brake pads for a four-cylinder or the same Same yeah it's all the same but but this car this car has this car is fast. <laughs> this car is more than twice the horsepower. Just zero to sixty in six seconds. Yes. Yeah, we designed the brakes uh, for the V6 and put them in the four cylinder. Oh, okay. Uh, That's the lexification. Yes. Yeah. I don't buy that, sir. Well, the beauty of that car, well, the yeah, the '99 one anyway. That was, I mean, that's totally an ES300, just like oh, yeah. down marketed to Toyota. But I probably did engineer the brakes for the ES300. So. Yeah. Yes. But uh, I mean, the V20 Camry and the ES250 were the yeah. same thing because yeah. yep. the ES250 was a Camry. V- in Japan, so. yeah, mm. a five-speed, a clean five-speed ES250, I think would be a really cool car. Yes, absolutely. I have seen, literally in my life, one clean ES250, and it was at G- JCCS. All of the remaining ones are extremely clean. That's good. <laughs> they're either dead or clean. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Every every time I see one, they were you pulled ten years ago, or they're still in a Florida garage. Every time I've every time I've ever seen one in Minnesota, it's been like completely made of rust. Yeah, but like, the car is like lived by is like owned by like some dude in like northwest or yeah northwest Minneapolis like mm-hmm. in the hood, and it is perfectly polished, and like the door is falling off from rust, but it's still perfectly polished. And there's like giant like rust holes like around the door handle, so he has to like hold the door handle in place while he like, o- opens yeah. it. That's but, a Toyota feature. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, they're always Jam terrible. A fork in it, but man. that's the thing. The dude that's driving it mm-hmm. is always thrilled to have it. I've yeah. never seen anybody unhappy in ES250. Like, that's just a good car. That's a car I hated in the 90s, and now I'm just like, that is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, I, it, it's one of those things where it's like you get let down whenever you see an ES because you're like, it's the one not rear-wheel drive Lexus. What the fuck? And then you're like, oh, well, like, even I guess really I good. It. Yeah, <laughs> This is actually a really good car. <laughs> even Jimmy's 92 five-speed ES. Yeah. Like, I love that thing. That yeah. thing was super cool. That was a 3VZ, 3.0 car, but I was like, damn, dude. They're really <laughs> cool cars. So you have your Camry, you have your Mustang. Camry, Mustang, and I also have an 84 F-150. Oh, Just you... a regular old pick-em-up truck. Is it a 300? No. I've oh. had several 300 trucks, though. We'll get into sure. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a 351 Windsor and a C6 automatic, and really clean structural, mm-hmm. but uh, the bed's rusty, and it doesn't run currently. There you go. It sounds so. like something that would fit in your warehouse. Yeah, slowly kind of. The most I, reliable, quote-unquote, thing is the one thing that doesn't work. Ironically, I keep having to scavenge parts off of that for my Mustang. Perfect. So, so it's a parts car now. Yeah. Truck. One it's thing truck. about old Fords is that they share like 90% of the same parts. That's good. <laughs> like I think the, that's why Ford hasn't needed an actual bailout yet. <laughs> right. It's like, no. We've, They've skirted <clears throat> the edge of bailout for yep. like the, enti- the entirety of their existence. Yeah, everyone else started shifting to parts bin. Ford's just like, yeah, we already do that. Yeah, we've been, yeah, <laughs> that's, we've that's been doing whole thing. this. Idiots. <laughs> our, car, our cars have all been a bit shit, but that's the thing. Yes. All the parts are the same. We have one shit part that goes on everything. Pleasantly mm-hmm. mediocre. Yeah, yep. exactly. We'll make it very structurally sound and then fill it up with garbage. <laughs> that's exactly what they do. That, that's, that's, Ford's MO forever. I, I love him for it. It's Few hilarious. Things slip through, but yes. Yes. <laughs> By and large, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's the best way to describe Ford, and that's a beautiful thing. Like yes. we, we love pleasantly mediocre here. Yes. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here. That's my whole <laughs> If my I whole, think of it, I will life. title this episode Pleasantly Mediocre. <laughs> we should actually make a sticker that says Carbotrash Podcast Pleasantly Mediocre. <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. I have expectations set at a very low Whoa. threshold. <laughs> Perfect. I'm and always thrilled. So. And the fourth car that my roommate and I so basically excellent. share is um, it's a 1984 Oldsmobile Regency 98. Good Lord. Brome. So you live in it. 
That's your, you and your roommate's house. Yeah, we share it. There's a bench in the front, bench in the back. And a bathroom and a shower. Yeah, that's <laughs> the bathroom and the shower are called the 307. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, zero now, to 60 and never. They're so <laughs> slow, but that is the smoothest running 36-year-old car is you'll ever be Is that a BOP in. engine? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, it is the basically smaller displacement of those. Although Oldsmobile was the last one to stick with it. Okay. They they made they, Oldsmobile no, like, carries the title of 82? the last carbureted American vehicle in like 1992. Now Wagoneer beat it by two <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, actually, no. Wagoneer was discontinued in '91. '94. '94. No. So you could buy a Wagoneer in '94. I think it's you could buy Olds- an XJ Wagoneer. Oldsmobile had the. I will line, trust the, you on this. <laughs> Oldsmobile won the title for. Long, for latest carbureted car available in America. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, you are right about the Wagoneer '94. It's '94 for yeah, full size Wagoneer. I think yeah, so. It's really weird. Like they went like super late. It doesn't on that. make any sense. I but thought it was '94. Ford actually won. It's either '92 or '94. The but I think title for last carbureted car. Period. Okay. The Ford Ka you could get carbureted in nineteen or er, in two thousand three. Sure. Was that in Brazil? <laughs> no. The was base car. That was that was in like. You, the United Kingdom. Okay. <laughs> the base car was a Carby? Yeah. Oh, That's my cool. God. Wow. There you go. That is the, wow. the last carbureted car that you uh, This get. kind of one-upsmanship, I'm totally fine with. <laughs> uh-huh. We made this shittier thing. Yeah, I know. Like, was it 82 was the last year they really had, like, all segregated V8s, and then, like, the BOP hanging on the longest yeah. of the non-shippy small blocks. But yeah. It's like wow, okay, but I mean they were pretty solid. And you can still oh, get parts yeah, for them. Oh yeah, they're super durable engines because they're they don't make any power. Right. So they don't hurt themselves. That's the thing in a cast iron head. So like two sixty five water temp is like meh. Yeah, it's like eh, whatever. Whatever. You just cool. over- soak it overheat out. Overheat it and just <laughs> yeah. keep tightening the head bolts. It'll be fine. Well, I mean it takes like thirty seconds to swap a head gasket on one of those because it's a push rod that's yep. true but very straightforward that's, that's interesting does it have a turbo 350 on it then no it's got a uh what are they called 204r oh 204 god yeah. i hate the 200r okay it's um it's got some sticky solenoid in it that keeps it from downshifting correctly when it's hot but sounds other, about right other than that it it, it runs and drives just put some marvel mystery oil in there <laughs> so tighten right up <laughs> but um there's a, there's actually a guy that goes out the grove creek that's got a two-door version Nice. Of your 98, or whatever the Oldsmobile 88, the giant one is. Yeah, yeah it was but, weird with Oldsmobile, because in the earlier cars, they were 98s, and the later cars, they were 88s. So the, they were the two different, different models. Yeah, yeah, I know, but like that's how I have to remember that. The yeah. 88 was a B-body, so like yeah, Chevy yep. Caprice, Buick LeSabre, whatever. The 98 in this era was, was a called a C-body, hmm. which is like, it shares a platform with like the Cadillac Fleetwood, and that's about it. Okay. That's actually so it's, really cool. It's got, it's got 10 inches of extra wheelbase over a B-body. Yes. Oh, it's my a, God. It's a big boy. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much space. <laughs> yeah. I remember B is in big, but C is apparently, I don't know, I'll have to find a shipping ship that starts with a C. Container ship. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The SS container ship. That is insane. Yep. By the way, there's a guy with a B-body um, coupe that goes out to uh, Grove Creek. Actually, it's pretty wow. quick. It's NA on nitrous. Okay. And uh, I think it's actually got a 307 in it still. Really? It's got like, I, I, I remember I was like talking to him because he came through. Um, he was my parts guy at the very end when I was, working, when I was still working at Good Karma. And apparently, mm-hmm. it still has a 307. He just built the shit out of it. Like, oh, dude, I would love to stock. You can. If well, it's it, well-worn and the ring gap has opened up a little well, bit. Well, I shouldn't say, like... <laughs> you could probably hit that thing <laughs> with nitrous do, He didn't do days. the bottom end, but, like, everything that you can unbolt while leaving the engine in sure. the car, he put okay, all that so on. better heads and intake. Yeah, and, and so he, stuff, like, yeah. he's like, well, my brother's idea was, when we were building this, is that we just leave the engine in, we do everything else around it, and as soon as the engine or the transmission grenades, then we put a 350 block into it sure. in a 4L80. I'm like, that makes a lot of sense, actually. But Especially if it had a turbo 350. It's like the 200R is a weak there's transmission. There's no way. It makes Earth. a 700 or a 4L60 look yeah. good. You can build them to be very strong. You but can, but nobody there's, does. There's no, no way that this <laughs> is a very popular hot, wet, hot rodder transmission. There's, there's no way that this is a 200R. I, I, of course, I've always seen it run at Grove Creek, but I'm, and they don't have the, the times there. But If it was an 81 or prior, I think it would have had a, a three, turbo 350. It's know? like a mid-pack car like it doesn't get beaten but it doesn't beat like the really fast cars like the alcohol cars but like most of the cars people drive there and drive back like yeah. it beats most of them yeah 
I so, like that. and it's also yeah, three hundred seven block, which is hilarious. The so, um, like the last of the GTOs, the G body GTOs, yeah. they had like a hopped up three hundred seven. The uh, the the seventy four seventy five ish. Yeah, ones. somewhere in there. Those are I don't know that much about ones. them, but they're those really my, cool. Those are my favorite my favorite GTOs. That was actually the last functional uh, hood scoop that General Motors oh. ever put in a vehicle. Yeah, it was in the seventy four GTO. Because even though the hood scoop existed in the Transmero Bird later yeah. on, it was not functional. It was yeah, we lot. had the Transmero Bird. Now we have the GTFRS BRZ86. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Japanese Transmero Bird. But I gotta say, like, it, it's pretty hard to scatter even a fully cast bottom end if you do your timing even a little bit yeah. okay with nitrous. Yeah, and Remember I think that's the thing is like he's just got a really well tuned nitrous setup. I mean, Engine Masters took uh, it was a, it was a Chevy performance. Three hundred five. It was a cast three hundred five. Yeah, and they. They made almost 700 yeah, horsepower. Insanity. And it, and it wasn't, like, it was a new engine, so it didn't yeah. have any wear on the piston rings. Like, if you yeah. had one that had done 300,000 miles, like, you could probably hit it with another 100 horse of nitrous. Huh. Yeah. So, like, that, it wouldn't surprise me if that thing could push 600-plus horsepower. That might be what he's doing, then, where he just has, like, he just, you know, opens up the jets on the carb when, yep. he, goes, when he goes there, and then you just close them back well, up for the ride a home. wet system, you don't even need to change the jets That's on the a good carb. point, yeah. If it yeah. is a wet system, so you just have the little injector right there in the yeah. intake manifold. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. I Next time I see him, I'll have to ask him about his nitrous setup. Once but, COVID's done, hopefully I can go back out, too. But anyway. In 2036. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. 2036, once we've actually, div- once we've evolved immunity. Yes. <laughs> God damn it. So, All right, next question. I'm sorry. Wait, you don't have a fifth car, do you? That's all I've got. You, okay, did, you did a Bronco too. I've had two Bronco twos. <laughs> Broncos too. Broncos. Broncos dose. <laughs> um, it's like dos Equis. I guess I have a motorcycle, but it's not a it's not a particularly interesting one. What is it? It's a 2016 Kawasaki KLR 650. Mm. The only is, new thing I've ever bought. That is, that is a new thing that is I'm that not. one of the crossy overy one like a yeah. It's GS? like a it's a it's the budget basement. GS. Okay. <laughs> Basically. Fine. The only They're all over the planet. They're really good bikes, but very simple. So I was actually describing this when I saw Richard Karma with back over Keith, who's a lot like a giant motorcyclist. I don't care about normal motorcycles. I care about single cylinder motorcycles. Like I love Royal Enfields. Yes. And I like really I saw a Himalayan on the way here. Very cool. Um that's actually I want one. That might. That Dad, ha- you guys saw way cooler shit on the way here than I did. <laughs> that has to be like that. Guy must have been poured in the last few months. They have the. I called. I called the Royal Enfield dealer in Minneapolis last cool. year. Why the hell do we have one of those? Because Himalayans are cool. <laughs> That's Royal the only Enf- reason. <laughs> also, because Himal- Royal Enfield is Indian and therefore is better. So. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen Indian roads? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> what roads <laughs> exactly? <laughs> Like, um, everything India makes is just better. <laughs> it's just true. Except for maybe that $1,000 Chinese electric vehicle. That's the only thing that might be better. I'm sure if India made an EV, it would be better than that. Probably. But wait, so back to the, the Himalayan. Yeah. That, they must have, like, just started importing those in the last year, then. They've, they've just come into the States. Yeah, as much. I say, because, like, and those... I, I was, like, really excited when I heard about it, and then, like, you couldn't get them. And as yeah. like... Pre-COVID, before I bought a house, I was like kind of toying with the idea. Like, I kind of want to get a Royal Enfield. They're really cool, and th- they have like a couple squabbling failures, but you can make like, them into really Royal decent Enfield. bikes. It's Royal Enfield, of yeah. course it <laughs> is. Like, they're always a bit shit. Yes, right? listen to the name Royal Enfield. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be a completely Toyota ownership experience. Right. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> they're talking about making a 650 Himalayan. I don't know if it's still going to be a single. I would but if it's oh not a Lord. if that is a. Anything more than a single cylinder, I'm going to be yeah. not interested. My at KLR all. is a, is a 650 single. That's all right. The that, reason I'm interested I in the that. reason That's I bought cool. it new in 2016 is because it had not changed since like 1987, and they just and updated it's a the single. body. Yep. Oh, six, That's awesome. Well, they Thumper. put EFI on it. No, no, it's, it's a carb yeah. in 2016. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> until they, all right, until so they discontinued. This isn't a normal, super reliable this car. This is a carb. Handle that. <laughs> it did in 1987. <laughs> I'm impressed they were able to engineer a 650 single. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> that was so, that was like the dawn of the big thumper movement. Is like KLR's XR 650s from Honda and stuff like that. So this is the thing. 
now that I know it's a single cylinder, that's not just a humdrum motorcycle. That's a cool motorcycle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> because I'm on it's the opposite inefficient. end of the spectrum, or I am only interested in straight sex bikes. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, I either like single cylinders or I like ridiculous displacements. Like a Honda CBX is the only other bike I really want. Or a BMW K1600S, yes, which is the true. new version of that bike. Do you remember that video of that Polish guy revving it and he just sits there looking at the camera revving it for yes. like 10 minutes? Yes. <laughs> 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 I'm like, that cylinder head's probably a thousand degrees now. But <laughs> The dude's just sitting there, stopped with his like camel pants on, looking at the camera. Oh. And it's literally 10 minutes of going... <laughs> and doing nothing else he doesn't move he oh. only moves his wrist and yet and yet it is one of the best videos of that bike on the internet <laughs> i love Amazing. that video oh hey, hey little friend what's up um so anyway uh Berg, why don't you ask uh, question number three okay 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 all right mm. so this was actually the origin question that we came up with for the guests and it's very important okay we should probably move it back to number one but our question is in cars in general would you rather drive one that is very powerful and fast slowly, or would you rather drive a momentum car, so a very underpowered car, very quickly? Momentum car. Absolutely. Car that fast. is the correct answer. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's slow car fast. Um, That's actually a vetting question, because if, if you say fast car is slow, we move on to news. Or fast car fast. <laughs> Usually we throw you out, and then we move on. If you say fast car fast, say there's no option. You say fast car is yeah. slow, and then I make fun of your stupid car show for the entirety of the existence. Of the Carbitrage podcast. Now, we force them to change their answer, yes. then we continue. Yes. That's genuinely what happens. But it, we've never had anyone actually fail to change their answer. So yes. we don't actually know what we would do at that point. Mm. I would go, I'd move on to news. I think we would stop the episode and just call it good. I would literally, <laughs> I, we would turn off their mic and it'd be a news episode. <laughs> good news! The Dacia Sandero! I actually do have some good news, but it's Excellent. not about the Dacia Sandero. Well, we're not quite to news, but uh, you want to do the next one? Next question. Yes, I will. What got you into cars and or the car community? Very like, easy question. I not am loaded into, at all. I am into cars. I don't know about the car community. Well, I mean, there's a community <laughs> of weirdos. I'm sure you're on yes. Brown Car Appreciation Society on Facebook. No, but I need to be. What? You're not? so many brown cars. <laughs> Every car you've owned is a shade of brown. <laughs> I am so disappointed. Um, I mean... It, you're into at least. I mean, you have friends that are car people, so I'm going to oh, call yes. that car yeah, community. Sure, still. sure. Uh, as far as the inception of it, I guess my that was a mediocre movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my grandfather was into cars. My dad was into cars. I added um, you to the Brown Car Appreciation Society. Thank you very much. <laughs> Facebook page. Um, you, you're on this, right? Yeah, you're good. <laughs> I am actually a descendant of the winner of the first Indy 500, Ray That's Haroon. That's actually very cool. Yeah, I found that out last year. I was like, oh, okay. Also, so we're not all meth heads. <laughs> That's our pre-war bell. What's yeah, if there's that? anything pre-1945, you smack that. Oh. So, there you go. Okay. Uh, also, did you know <laughs> that um, the Duesenberg brothers actually lived in Minneapolis when they designed the Duesenberg uh, in Line 8? Really? Yeah, they had, their house still stands in St. Paul, and actually their factory was across the street from the KSTP building. That's there very cool. Go. More pre-war news. Did, did you know that the first V8 engine to be used in an automobile was assembled in Mankato, Minnesota? I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> By me. <laughs> Do we have a bullshit bell? <laughs> um. Yeah. Pre-war um, Bell's getting a workout today. <laughs> God damn. Although, weirdly, my Did you know World War One? <laughs> it happened. Uh, my grandfather and my father were into cars, just kind of your basic white trash muscle car people. Mm -hmm. um, but neither of them introduced me to cars because they were not around, really, yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid. So it wasn't until I was too like... Too busy being racists on the track? <sighs> hey, sweetie. They were more busy doing math oh well that's a bummer not a, not not functional anything huh. really oh i see that's the thing is i've got an uncle who does he doesn't do math he does pcp mm. but uh no he, he does fine i mean <laughs> there's, a, there's a, he's, a, he's been on cops like he does all right for a while he's actually he had more celebrity status than i did so i was shocked <laughs> I decided I need to do better. <laughs> There's an episode of, of uh, Law & Order SVU where Bill Goldberg is a guest star. Yes! And he's on PCP and he throws someone through a window. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bill wow. Goldberg. Yeah. 
He's a, he's a, he's a guy. Speaking of wrestlers, did you hear that uh, Animal from... Yeah. Yeah, Animal and Hawk died, unfortunately, so rest in peace, Animal. But uh, the good news is now there is somebody to tag team against Macho Man Randy Savage in heaven. We are so good at digression. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. All right. Moving on. <laughs> so, I mean, Ryan kind of set you up with the last one on yes. car well, community. Wait, wait, we never got to actually who got you into oh, it. Oh, <laughs> um... Okay. Honestly, it was kind of like a it was kind of a spontaneous thing. Spontaneous. I just kind of gradually got into it, and um, being broke and not having the ability to um, pay somebody pay somebody kind of forced me to learn how to fix my own garbage. Hey, my first same here. Yeah, that's how he owns <laughs> all of his cars. Why I do for our engine outs now. My first vehicle was a 1997 V6 Chevrolet Camaro. Wow, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Terrific. That sounds really bad. Bad Camaro, good car. Is that a 34? 38. I'm sure, I'm sure Tucker is, you can hear uh. Tucker's elation from Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a very basic 3800 automatic car. Oh. It, was a, it was a bummer car, but I was young, and it had, you know, it got 30 miles a gallon and had 200 horsepower. You know, the good news is somewhere in the world, there's an MGB GT that's been ruined with one of those engines. <laughs> Probably from your car. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think that car is still on the road. That's shocking. If somebody took the Dex cool out of it, it probably is. Yeah, they're good. They're so, what's solid. your uh, what's your favorite car show or like a local car event? Ooh, I don't know. The only car events that are down in Mankato are Pfizer Seven Meets. Pfizer Seven Meets, or like the Busters roll in for the the Boomer guys. That and sounds I'm, terrible. And I don't largely relate to either of them because I'm a young person that drives old cars. Yeah. So you're you're, you're like uh like the Malays slash Radwood. Yeah. You were born in the wrong decade, sir. Yeah, I'm I'm an old soul. Me too. All of my <laughs> friends are 65 or older, except for Ryan. And I guess pretty much yeah. As, you know, He's like, like 85 Bannon, on the yeah, inside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I could get away with a cane, I would have. One. Yeah. Um, I would say. I, God, what would be a good show for you then? I'd say Wheels of Italy because that's a good show for anyone. Uh, yeah, if Pataluna opens again. Yes, if they start doing the good. You do- would probably very much enjoy that show, though. It, they put Countach's next to Fiat 500s next to good. Maserati by Turbo Minnesota cars. That's what I want. And they close streets of downtown St. Paul to do it. Good. It's a wonderful show. It's very excellent. That's, but, that's the thing that I struggle with in cars, especially car shows, is because you go through and it's all these like perfect hundred thousand dollar builds and like yeah nobody nobody actually don't care about that i just want to see the original junk that that is here that made it from when it was made to right now i have i have like (laughs) a short list that's the cars that i will actually stop and look at they're like hundred thousand dollar cool cars quote unquote but for the most part i will probably walk past your ferrari 348 to get to the fiat 500 yes but i mean like my short list is kind of like Countach, DB5, R32 GTR, Nismo, Duesenberg. I feel like we have recently discussed a lot of these vehicles yeah. in the podcast. But I mean, like, <laughs> there's a very short list of cars that, like, I deem cool enough to be worth my time if they're perfect. But the last car show I went to, which is very few of this year, there was a, an event at RSVJ or whatever across from. Like an 84 CRX. And the, the CRX wasn't that nice. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> shit, yes. Yeah, Walk exactly. Walk over to that yeah. thing. Yeah, you can go look at the CRX. I don't different. give a crap about your automatic Lamborghini. Well, this is the thing. Like, listen, I can if I want to go see a whole bunch of automatic Lamborghini, like brand new Lamborghinis, I'll play Forza. Like, if I want to mm-hmm. see actually cool cars, I'm going to walk up to the actually cool cars. I'll walk up to the CB7 with a Xeon body kit at, like... Uh, cars and craft but unfortunately a lot of the people that own that junk are not turning up to car shows anymore yeah it's kind of a bummer because i yeah. kind of like that and that's actually why i like walking through the spectator lots because they're kind of that's you find where some I park. cool stuff yeah yep. you find a lot of cool stuff in spectator you area. will find my e30 m3 in the spectator lot <laughs> yes and then they'll be clamoring for you to move into the main lot and you'll be like i guess it's a shorter walk when pass well, I mean, at, at, I don't uh, like physical activity. I will not do that. <laughs> I will stay in the spectator lot. Thank you. Well, it was that time we uh, that drive cartel had you bring your 355 in full of pushines. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> worth it. The giant pushine inside of his 355. All, all of their models. <laughs> Every yeah. model at, at like the drive cartel meet just like all that's, showed up. They that's wanted beautiful. pictures. Yeah. 
but uh, next, next time they do a uh, Cars and Craft, probably 2021, you should come up for it. Because okay. I think oh, you'd yeah. actually like that. Oh, yeah. It's one of those shows where it's like, it's like custom import stuff, but their, um, their curation is really, really perfect. Sure. And they actually get, like, really interesting cars that like, come in there. So, like, you'll have, like, your, you know, your, like, Evo 10s and whatever. But you'll also have, like, a orange interior Volvo, like, V70R wagon. Yeah, twin-turbo V10 Ram, a V70R with orange interior. Little red express truck. Yeah, little red express truck. Dude, there's some good shit up there. Okay. Yeah, like, actually cool cars. Super small meat, very intimate quarters. Yeah. If you need a place to crash, I live, like, a mile away. You can stay in my guest room. Yeah. Okay. He does have a Deal. guest room and lives literally within walking distance. So it's easy to swap cars. I to push my Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you're just giving in to the meme. It is time <laughs> for the best question, mm. the Mondial Challenge. Eric, I'll have you describe the Mondial Challenge. So let me set the scene for you. Okay. It was 2017. Mm. It was the fall in Minnesota. Mm. I visited Southern California. Mm. While I was out there visiting two friends, I came across on Craigslist via one of my friends sending me shit at night, a 1984 Ferrari Mondial in metallic blue with Speedline magnesium wheels for $6,400. I clicked on the link, as one does, to find out that it had no engine or transmission because it very likely was purchased as a parts car to solve a 308 QV problem. My question, which evolved into the Mondial Challenge, is what engine and transmission do you pick which can contain an off-the-shelf, known-existing adapter plate do you pick? It has to be transverse because that car does not support longitudinal space. It can be essentially as deep as a V8 or an inline-4. What do you pick? It's got to make at least 240 horsepower because that's what the original powertrain made. Probably do a five too, actually. If it's, if it's a really small transaxle, okay. basically anything you could fit in a front-wheel drive or a mid-engine sure. transverse car. Oh, goodness. What do you pick to power that sucker? And the thing is, so the... Ryan, Mondi- give him your answer. The Mondial makes about 240 horsepower. It's like a totally attainable amount of horsepower these sure. days. It makes a cool noise. Um, and it's not reliable. By any sense. Are you so saying that Yeti Morelli <laughs> mechanical injection isn't reliable? And shocking, I know. There's but too many eyes in that for it to be reliable. Uh, <laughs> it's true. There's but, too much pasta in there. <laughs> so um, doing it, it really opens up your space to so like weird engine swaps. So what I sure. chose was a 12A rotary with a uh, four-barrel Holley carburetor, a AE101 Corolla transmission with an adapter plate, which is actually readily available. They make them in Puerto Rico. Okay. Uh, it's actually a weirdly common swap to put rotary, carburetor rotaries into front-wheel drive vehicles. Um, yeah, I know. But it actually makes sense because you make yeah. a ton of power, no torque, so you don't have any torque yeah. here. So, and you want your compact car to get 10 miles to the gallon. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, I decided to do a, uh, a street-ported 12A rotary with a big carb on it, and I think that, that would be a perfect swap. It'd make an interesting noise. It would probably make about 300 horsepower or so easily, and it would be at least as reliable as a Ferrari. So sure. that's what I would do. You said a I, uh, I picked an 03 to 06 3MZ, so the 3.3 liter version of your Camry motor, no. with the 1MZ TRD supercharger and sure. a Solara 5-speed transaxle. So about sure. 400 horsepower, turnkey reliable, no worries. Dang it. That's where I was angling. <laughs> That's why we preface it, so you can't steal our answers because sure. we have good. But we've heard a lot of really interesting stuff. Hmm. So be be weird with it. Yeah, you, but can, like, you can go as weird as you want, as long as you're making about or above 240 horse and it sure. fits. And it fits. And it fit. It has to fit because we've had people come in so confident, like, oh, LS and a Boxster Transax. I'm like, won't fit. That's Won't fit. That's longitudinal. <laughs> and they're like, oh! <laughs> it turns so into a comic angry. book with a bunch of weeby like yeah. lines, and um, everyone's angry. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Does the Duratec share a bell housing with the Ford Show V6? The Vulcan does not share with the Duratec. No. But you could run an SHO motor, which is based on a Vulcan. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be a cool swap. What I, I would love to know is, like, I don't know what bell housing the V8 SHO from the Melty Marshmallow era, I don't know what bell housing that uses. Because if that, that was be common cool. to, like, an older Taurus, maybe there's an adapter plate, because, like, that's a really cool engine. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Is it, mo- are they modular-based engines? I don't think so. Okay. But, I, oh, maybe. Uh, I think they're <laughs> based off the Intec V8 with a I could Yamaha be. head. 
if I'm not mistaken. No, be. actually, shoot, I think it's actually entirely a Yamaha V8. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I think so. it's actually because an entirely bespoke engine. None of the Intec 4-cam engines had the, you need to weld the cams to the gears problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you, can find, you can find a really well-sorted one of those with the cams welded for like six and a half grand these days. It's like, that would be kind of cool, actually. It would be, but they're all autos. And they're the melty marshmallow Tauruses. They're really ugly. They are pretty bad, but you could put it into a wagon. What wagon was, is good. What is the displacement of the uh, Mondial from the factory? Uh, it is 3 point... Actually, it's 3.0 liters. 3 liters, 240 horsepower. Yeah. Because the 328 went to a 3.2 version of it. Could you do the 2-liter V6? How much horsepower is a... MX3 Mac. The little Mazda. Oh, uh, stock, not that much. I think like 180. That wouldn't be too much of a hit. No, and I'm sure cool you could wake it up a lot with, you know, decatted headers and stuff like that. You could probably just do the uh, Mazda Monia Supercharger. That's, isn't that a four-cylinder? No, that's an Atkinson Cycle V6. It's a terrible uh, fire. Uh, it's got that horrible Atkinson Cycle. But you can just take the supercharger, I think, and put it on a normal. Yeah, that's low pressure, but that would be interesting. Yeah, like that would MX3 probably, engine that, with that, a, could, that could a get you to like 240, I bet. Oh, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> here's some options. Yeah. You can <laughs> We're pick one of ours. <laughs> or you can... I've been too intently listening <laughs> to actually come up with anything myself. Um, oh, we can keep rambling. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, I, I can ramble with more well, dumb As you engines. ramble, you're going to take all the ideas I may have had. <laughs> so uh, one of my favorites, anyway, from somebody else was the Alfa Romeo 3-liter like, yeah. GTV6 V6 okay. with the later like Brera 6-speed transaxle. Um, were those not? Those were transversely mounted? The Brera's they were, yeah. yeah the the GTV6's were longitudinal sure. rear transaxles. With the, the mm. No, I should bolt right on. Um, but they changed the heads a lot, but the block really didn't change. I, just about everybody said K-series, which is like, play it out, but it makes sense. But uh, anyway. LS4 with the GT40 was a pretty common I answer. I thought about that. Um. Nobody has said Northstar, but I'm not sure if that would bolt to the, the transaxle, the GT40. I, no, they GM had a... Oh, it bolts to the Fiero transaxle, N- though. Yeah, that bolts to the Fiero transaxle. Yeah, GM has like two bell housing patterns. Mm. Yeah. For 50 years. <laughs> yeah. BOP Chevy. There you go. <laughs> they got four, and they've got, like, six. Yeah. <laughs> like, bolts. And that's Is that the pointier um, one or the rounder one? Yeah. I got North, the pointy one. North Star would be cool. They're definitely interesting, and their uh, <laughs> imminent failure is Yeah, they're, they're as reliable yeah, as yeah. a Ferrari, so. <laughs> so there's still that little bit of tension, because you don't want to be comfortable. Yeah, if you get really. a junkyard one, you don't know if somebody um, helicoiled the block. Well, I Maybe mean, actually, you bring up a good point. You don't want to be entirely comfortable in this car, because then you effectively just own a Fiero. Yes. Okay. You want to so. have that little bit of, like, that anxiety that it might not work. So <laughs> my, what keeps coming to mind, and I don't know if you could even get this to work, but... Um, hmm. Being that we were just talking about GM bell housing patterns, mm-hmm. um, if they're the same, I would want to see a carbureted Rover V8 bolted yes. to a Fiero transaxle. I bet that would work. Because the Rover V8 uses the GM small block yep. bell it housing. It was a Buick, Buick, motor. Two, Buick 215 yeah. originally. Yeah. Um, that would be very cool. And it's aluminum. I bet aluminum, you lightweight. it would probably bolt to an Iron Duke transaxle. Yeah, that would and probably work. And wouldn't even work. break it. <laughs> Probably yeah. not. No. That'd be great. <laughs> My question, 3.5 or 3.9? Um, well, I don't know if you could get the 3.9s carbureted. Oh, you're right. I, th- I think you're But right. you could put a 3.9. You, you can put, put a 3.5 intake Yeah, and you can put system. a carburetor. Yeah. The 3.9s are still, um, they do still have a distributor, so you wouldn't have to run any weird ignition system. So there you go. That that's a good. That's my suggestion. There you right. go. <clears throat> I, I a Rover very V8 much appreciate that Bell answer. Housing. That is a good one. That's probably going to be a four speed as well. So, <laughs> so perfect. Even our uh, next question um, is actually what we call the carbitrage challenge, and this sure. comes from the common issue of getting or similar into just increasingly worse cars <laughs> or you get a Turo and it's not at all what you expected. No, it's not Turo. It's the Enterprise. It's the Hertz. Well, I say, or you get a Turo and okay, it's like, okay. it's a bit shit. <laughs> but still, like we're talking about rental cars yeah. when you travel. So, okay. um, instead of renting a car, sometimes it would make more sense to buy a car and then drive yep. it back and sell it for a profit. So let's say yep. you go to California for, say, Monterey Car Week. You got about 1500 to $3,000 to spend on a vehicle that you can bring back to minnesota and sell for a profit what would you get i've actually thought about this exact thing <laughs> Perfect. Liter- literally you have your in, ca- in california 
low budget buying a car and it would be i even know the year <laughs> <laughs> and it is it is a 1991 geo prism brilliant that is brilliant. Is it the, um, wow, the, yeah. the GSI uh, wagon thing? It could be. Yeah, it's that, probably just a sedan. They made that super cool fastback. Bring me your leash. <laughs> Bring me your leash. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a rumpus. But anyway, that was actually a great suggestion that nobody has said, and that would actually be a car you could pull profit on. It's, oh, che- yeah. it's cheaper than a Corolla, yeah. well, being a Corolla. Yeah. Um, it would cost $800. And they, they never break. I owned one. And you could literally sell it for more up here. Yes, like, absolutely. Because you could oh, totally sell yeah. like, a, like a California clean one with a detail. Yep. You could totally sell Minnesota for like two grand. And you would spend one straw penny on fuel coming home. <laughs> That's yeah. true. A solitary straw penny. Yes. I owned that exact car in the worst condition you can imagine. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And it never, ever broke. I actually drove it up here the first time yeah, I met you. Yeah, I do yeah. remember what, that. What engine is in those? Are they the, oh. the F-Series? Seven. No, it's a 7 AFE. Yeah. Really? And the 91? That sounds right. That is, the 91, you have 7A FE you know, or a 4A As long FE. as it's not a 2E or a 3E. No, you had, the, you, you, you had the A series. Bulletproof. It probably uh, was hemorrhaging oil out of the head yeah, gasket, but fine. it doesn't Whatever. matter. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Actually, there's one that's parked next to Hamburguesas El Gordo over off of Cedar. And have you ever been to Hamburguesas El Gordo? That's a lot of words. What does that mean no. in America? It, Hamburguesas El Gordo means hamburg- hamburger is the fat. Um, that's and true. It is a accurate name. That is and true. you need to go there before okay. you leave town. It, okay. They make the greatest hot dog I've ever had in oh. my life. Well, is that the place that keeps getting broken into? No. Give they, me the hot dog. They've got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they've got oh. one that's over off of Cedar and like 35th Street, and another one that's over off of South. Roberts. I will level with you. I don't know any streets. I would go to the one South Minneapolis. It is, they, it's like Five Guys, but like literally dozens of times better it is quite literally the best hot dog i've ever had and the best hamburger i've ever had okay it beats the parlor burger no way yeah it beats the parlor burger it's that good i don't believe you it their bag fries are so greasy you will see through the bag you can actually count the fries if the bag turns clear it's your window to success yeah you literally can count your fries through the bag wow like, that's how much fat I may, is on I this. may have to do that. It is amazing. I still don't believe you. <laughs> it is so The parlor good. burger is so this, The parlor burger is one of the good. greatest pieces of human engineering. Actually, that bump off the uh, Pyramid of Giza it and put weighed, that with my five it's things. It's definitely above the arch. I'm not sure about the pyramids, but, like, it's definitely above the arch and the aqueduct. <laughs> the, the Arc de Triomphe and the Arc de Triomphe has nothing on this bell girl. <laughs> the parlor burger is amazing. This is better than the parlor burger. Um, Send me the name. It, it, it's Hamburguesas El Gordo. But anyway, Send it to me. <laughs> so across the street from Hamburguesas. He thinks I can type this crap out. I'm like, just look up like a Zenki Blaga do. I could probably Anyway, so Hamburguesas El Gordo, across the street from there, there is the world's worst E92 curl I've ever seen in my life. Love those cars so much. <laughs> the, I, I, was part, I was sitting at the stoplight going to Hamburguesas, and I looked over to my left, and I saw the entire – I saw the seat was kind of crooked on the inside. I'm like, that's weird. He has a broken seat. That's not common. And I looked underneath the car. Punched the seat's wall. perfectly fine. Yeah. Ah. The floor yeah. is crooked. And the seat is touching the ground. Yeah. Ah. That's going to be an interesting pothole. I've mm. seen that car driving. Dude, if you had a pothole with a seat like that, you would be shoved into your floor. No, I think because the way it's like angled, he would shove you into the headliner. Oh, so the back had tilted. The back had tilted. Okay. Oh. I was thinking the front was coming down. I'm like, that's like the drive shaft pull vault where you know it just like. Yeah. <laughs> no, this one's like the back. Ow. Ow. I can only imagine what the interior smells like. It's just wet. It smells the, like wet. The algae. other thing about that era of Toyota specifically is that as far as California goes, um, Passing smog with that era of car can be tough because yeah. there's a hundred thousand vacuum lines. Yeah, and if they, it, it's going to be perfect. Yes, and everything is vacuum actuated, like perfect. weird stuff that doesn't need Let's to be. Let's be honest, is, you're going to find a car that didn't quite pass smog, yeah. and it's going to be fire sailed to you because yes. you're registering it. Out that is state. exactly what I mean. And mm-hmm. then I can drive it back mm-hmm. to Minnesota and sell it as a perfect vehicle because it is. Yep. Yeah, it's just <laughs> the the EGR valve opens 500 RPM. Right. Rate. Exactly. My mom is so, currently freaking out because the EGR valve is failing on her diesel 3 Series. I'm like, that just means that it's actually healthier now than yeah. it should be. Um, what's the name of your car? The Mustang? Yes. Margaret. Margaret. 
That is, the, that is the name Not of the, missing a beat. That, that is the name of the original owner who... No, 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 and, no, no, this lady's not for turning. <laughs> and uh, Margaret Thatcher. Yes. <laughs> Obviously you're Although I'm, gl- I'm glad this is still alive. <laughs> not so much about Maggie Thatcher. <laughs> All right. Shots fired. <laughs> Shall we play a game? Does, every, does anybody want to play a game together? Sure. We, sure. We have a few minutes, I suppose. Okay. So, I was on Goonet Exchange. I've noticed that there's always a bunch of weird named Toyotas that I don't know what they were. And Ryan, what the hell is Goonet Exchange? Goonet Exchange is a auction website for Japanese market cars that a lot of Japanese importers find cars at. Okay. okay. I always peruse that to see if there's something interesting that's like very cheap. Just that when I you want. need a quick wank. <laughs> when you need a quick wank. Anyway, so I was at like a really, SFW porn. I was at like a super insufferable dinner party. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have just said dinner party. Yeah. Off in the no, this this one is especially <laughs> insufferable. Um, and so instead of saying they're being miserable, I decided to voice my frustration from by looking at my phone for the entire mm. night, mm. Um, like literally the entire night. And so I, I was on Goonet, and I started looking at these what these random weird named Toyotas are, and. I decided, I'm like, wow, I would have not imagined that's what that car is called. So, we are going to have our names here for these cars. Okay. So, the first one. What do you guess the Japanese market name is for the Toyota Yaris sedan? Eric. I don't know any Japanese words. It's not Japanese. It's just a made-up word. Four-door. Okay, so just four door. So, we yeah. call the four door Yaris four door. Or the Vitz four door. What about the two door Yaris? Is it a two door? We just yes, going four speak here. <laughs> Maybe. And so, what what would you guess oh, would be God. the name of the four door Yaris sedan? I'm oh, glad the I sedan. Didn't I yeah, sorry, I it's for, a sedan. I forget about the ugly little guppy that is the yeah, Yaris sedan. Because <laughs> it's actually a different car. Weirdly enough, it was only called the Yaris in America, but it's entirely a different car. Oh God. I uh, didn't even look at this before I answered, thank God, because I have it open ready to put on the stream. <laughs> it, my answer is not correct. I'll put it that way. I have Toyota's, Toyota's JDM names are very odd, too. They're, they're really bad names. I, I have no idea. We're going with uh, Gilgamesh. The Gilgamesh. Much closer. Very close. <laughs> it is actually called the Belta. Belta X. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the Belta X. It's even got a fun little parking pole on it. I thought that was nifty. Um, it looks like one of those diplomatic flag mounts that doesn't have a flag on it. <laughs> <laughs> it does. That's true. It's basically a W140S class made in Japan in 2006. Here's one that we I think we is going to be a little bit easier here. Now we kind of know with the RSX. Uh, what would you call the Japanese market of the Toyota Highlander? I mm. would call it the Gelato Big. The Gelato mm. Big. That's actually a good guess. What would you think? They all seem to be like five or six letter words ending in A. So <laughs> This one's not. You are okay. much bigger brain than me. <laughs> um, oh, God. I will give you a hint. It is something that is terrible to say. It does not have a good mouthfeel to the word. <laughs> okay. And it is a poor name for anything. Smegma G? <laughs> Um, you should change your answer to that. <laughs> it is as gross as that. Oh, I'm trying to think of what the, the Highlander's oh brand image would be in Japan, too, because it would be like like an F-150, basically. Kinda, yeah, kind of. Um, you're, you're not wrong. You're on the right the right kind of path. It's going to be a relatively manly-sounding name. Yes. Um, and it's going to be made-up English. Okay. That isn't at all English. We're going to stick with G words. We're going to call it the Toyota Grundle. Grundle? <laughs> oh, it is called... It has a G in it. It's called the, the Kluger The Kluger. The Kluger. That was pretty close. <laughs> Mine had the V in it. I know. <laughs> you are so close. Oh. That's not like you got really close to yours. Smegma Kluger, same thing. <clears throat> same thing. So since you... And Eric, it's in Gunma, Japan. So yeah. that's pretty close to Grundle. <clears throat> So actually, I'm gonna give you both one jelly bean for that. Okay, so you're, you're both you both Perfect. win one. I accept your jelly bean. So it is currently a tie because you got at least the you got the A in it and the V, and then you got the similar prefe- prefecture name. What is the name of the Japanese market Toyota Paseo convertible? Oh, convertible. It. I will tell you, way cooler name than this car deserves. I will give you that hint. Hmm. Beta Star 2. 
the beta star two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cuck edition. Cuck edition. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Cuck would be just a totally normal <laughs> guess uh, uh, for a Japanese <laughs> card name. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go with the... To- it's tent. There, hint right here. It sounds like a Mortal Kombat character. Really? It does. It really does. I've looked at it since answering, so... <laughs> Um, after the Vigo Mortensen movie, the Toyota Hidalgo. <laughs> the Hidalgo? <laughs> All right. It is actually called the, Sig- the Sinos. Okay. That's actually a but super rad That looks name. like alpha. it has a sinus infection. Yeah, I sinus said beta. Alpha. And yes, it does look like it has got a sinus infection. Those wheels are dank, though. If yes. you look at the interior, it says one of the most 90s interiors of any car I've does ever seen. Does it have seen. bus fabric? Yes. Please tell me it has bus fabric. Oh, it does Ooh, have bus fabric. Good it's stuff. Yellow God, this is like a gray, Twingo special edition. Yellow and gray oh, bus fabric yes. with teal. Just amazing. amazing. Yeah. All right. Finish him. All right. I will tell you, this one will have the grossest name for any vehicle I've ever heard of. The Avalon? The Japanese market name for the Avalon. Oh, God. It is gross which is weird because it's like such a sedate comfortable normal car yeah it 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 sounds something along the lines of an infection with your butt hmm gilf cruiser six the gilf cruiser all right um (laughs) (laughs) that one is a little bit of a delay but we'll accept it um i'm going with the Toyota Proctalgia, which is the oh, t- which is the term you are really close. Which is the term for random shooting pain in your rectum. It is called the Pronard. <laughs> that one is close enough to get a jelly bean. <laughs> Proctalgia Gilf Cruiser, I think, would be a better name. It is the G pack. Yeah, it's the G pack. <laughs> It's called the Pronard. <laughs> I really want to import a Japanese market Avalon now so I can say I drive a Pronard. I want to hear With the G baggage. <laughs> this one's even got some bitching wheels on it, too. Yeah, check those fresh rims. Those are nice. I want to see the ad for this, but I want to hear it narrated in Japanese by a Frenchman. Pronard. All right, so right now we are two to one. That's fair. And then neither of you got the Yaris, so yeah, it's two to one. Um, And neither of you got the Paseo. Yeah, so it is two to one. All right, the final one, this will make sure that, well, this actually could create a tie, so hopefully it doesn't, but here we are. It won't. What is the I'm name? Bad at guessing this. Show. What is the name of the Toyota Camry Coupe? Again, way cooler than it has any sort of meaning to ninety four to ninety six or something else. The Camry Coupe, the only is this Camry Coupe ever. This is different from a Solara. Yeah. Yes. This is different from a Solara. This is a ninety four to ninety six Camry two door. It is the uh, hum- it's a homologation <clears throat> race car. Oh. Yeah. It is actually a really cool name. Hmm. I kind of want to get one more than I previously did. Because of the name? Yes. Hmm. I shall call it the Signet. <laughs> the Signet? Mm-hmm. You're going to go with the Signet? Yep. Right. I'm going to do the, what the, uh, what do you, what do you, uh, Aston Martin called yeah, the Toyota. Yeah, very, very, very good point, yeah. <laughs> um, just going to call it the Toyota Fuego. The Fuego? Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to call it by other like European The Fuego Turbo? <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, actually called <clears throat> the Scepter. Ooh, Scepter yeah, that, that's Scepter actually coupe. a rad name. Like, that's a cool name for a car. It's not I, really that cool. I it. <laughs> it's oh, got a, it's got oh, a convertible. Listen, Ooh, listen. Are we speaking ill of a 1MZ coupe? Uh, Let me see. I think it's an auto. Yeah, they're yeah, good it's, automatics, it's auto. though. No, they're not. It's an automatic. Oh, God. Yeah. Does However, it have the O? Uh, the OD. The OD, OD button. button. Like, to be, to every be honest, old ASIN transmission has that button. All right, so actually, to give this car credit where it's due... You can just bolt up a manual. Yes, you can. You can pull a Solara box. Actually, the Camry Coupe was sold here with an optional manual. And what I think is actually kind of cool about it, leather seats, fully loaded, sunroof, like every single thing you could ever think of. They're not just leather seats. They are ruched leather seats. Yes, ruched leather seats. Ruched Ruched inserts, anyway. We do uh, performance Fords and uh, Toyota seats. (laughs) Ruched Ruched. full (laughs) mouth. 
if I ever have to, if I ever become like an immigrant from America, I'm totally going to France. I'm making Rouge by I'm Paris. Making, I'm making a French tuning company. I'm calling it Rouge. We're not Rouge. doing Eddie Bauer. We're doing Rouge Paris. <laughs> doing Rouge, and we're gonna tune Twingos. It's gonna be great. <laughs> You really need. So, actually, congratulations. Yeah, you, you earned, won. I've earned jelly beans. You earned a French fry. It might be cold. I'm, they're better that way. There you go. You have the whole there's thing to more, yourself now. more suffering. There you go. Yay. Mm, Dylan, I, I thank you defeat. for coming on. <laughs> Eric, uh, you're, 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 you're... I the accept beef, gracious defeat. You're, you're the beef boy. That's I don't you. Know what that means, but You're okay. the beef boy. You lost. Right. So, there you go. I think uh, we have... Um, Yes, we should start doing more games like this because it's kind of fun. That's fine. And plus, I like finding weird trivia. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really dumb trivia. At least the trivia didn't contain pre-war stuff. That that's, just makes me happy. That's true, There's right? plenty in this episode, but... There's plenty of also terrible names for cars. The Clugger and the Pronard. And the G edition. G edition. Pronard. That sounds like uh, Pronard. <laughs> So I think Don't I, worry, I'm just going to check your phone out. <laughs> you, you know what I'm really bummed about actually is when like the Japanese like renaming your car to the Japanese trend was yes. like popular. Everybody's like calling their Mazda three an Excello. And you drive? Like, I drive a Toyota Scepter. Yeah. It's from ninety five. Yeah, like that'd be really cool. Yeah. And, like then would be the people like like their hand me down Solaras and like four like, <laughs> I drive a Toyota gynecologist. <laughs> and they're Toyota Highlander and they're like, What do you what do you drive? And it's like I drive a Clugger. Try to clugger. A vehicle that does not work with is the Mitsubishi Montero. Because they were called uh, Pajeros yeah, everywhere. Yeah, Pajeros, yes. Which in Spanish is a wanker, basically. <laughs> <laughs> they should call it a Payero Nova. That way you get to like. The into, wanker go. Yeah. <laughs> the wanker no go. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. There we go. And we get wait, to wait. excel in two languages at once. Th- thank you for coming on to yes. our you, show. We were happy to have you. We're happy Thank to you have your car. Me. You're welcome to stay for the next episode. Since sure. You're already stuck up here in this <laughs> Twin Cities. Thank you for leaving Mankato. Yeah. So happy. Jana was really bummed that she couldn't be here, but oh. here we are. Anyway, so we will see you next, next week. Next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>